Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from a top old smoky. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third-grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Ben'sCarts.com, whiskey by the jug and donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid. With courage, and he'll be live in 30 seconds. Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotDogs.com. Get free video training, earn points, and get free stuff. Read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information. Go to LearnHotDogs.com. Well, howdy, howdy, folks. We are back live. Um, I apparently forgot how to use everything in the meantime, and so um, it's almost like it's new to me. I couldn't get um, Blog Talk Radio working. Finally got it working seven seconds before the broadcast started. Um, It kept timing out. And then we are also on Street Food Vendor TV, streetfoodvendor.tv, and I'm not positive everything's working there. If it is, I would love it if – well – I'd love it if somebody could go over there and tell me um, if it's working. Corey, um, I, I see you're on the line. Um, I hope you're doing good. Um, happy doing New Year. Good here. Happy New Year to you. Are you where you could pull up um, streetfoodvendor.tv and see if the video is playing? Uh, yeah, they're there. Let's see here. It'll be a delayed from what we're seeing. Yep, it's playing. Excellent. And there's Mr. Jason Brown with us live tonight. And I, I know we have a Mr. Griffin on the line, and he's got some questions for us in a little bit and or to tell us about um, some experiences he's had in Texas. But I wanted to uh, – Jason, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. I love it. We're all back. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a mess going, but um, I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it. I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it to work. And um, in the in the meantime, if you'd know that YouTube decided, hey, we'll change this and and make it um, completely different, and so they changed it, and so everything is different. They force you to invite everybody on your Google Hangouts list. Well, I don't use Google Hangouts list. I just use the video equipment, you know, the the service, and so it was inviting everybody in my email address. And I didn't want it doing that. I got enemies in there. So, um, so I, I, Jason, I, I saw you um, are kicking butt. Um, it looks all sexy up there on the mountainside. Um, tell me what your um, any any news or updates. We haven't talked in. Um, well, we haven't talked with everybody on on the show in month. Well, about a month. It's been a while. I'm kicking butt. I get my butt kicked, man. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we're off today because of the weather. It rained. 
Uh, we were negative two on Saturday morning at 5.30. Oh, wow. How it can rain today, I just don't understand. Now, tonight around 3 a.m., it's gone from 50, 51 or 52. And then tomorrow, our high is like 9. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, truck's going good. Changed the menu on the big truck a little bit. Hot dog trailer's kicking butt. I got a real good full-time guy there that I, uh, I snatched him from a convenience store that I, you know, basically across my other location. And, uh, you know, I saw him five days a week for a year. Got to see him interact with customers, his appearance, handle money. And uh, when I heard they cut his hours with this new uh, Obamacare stuff, they cut him from like 40, 50 down to 30. Uh, wow. My coat guy said to him, you know, God, you should call Jason, man. He's people. And uh, he called me and snatched him up in a heartbeat. Boy, I'll tell you what, best thing I could have ever done. I'll tell you what, I was going to bring up tonight at some point, I put in my little bit of notes that um, if, if you are looking for a way to make a living there in a deserted state, North Dakota right now is, they say that $356 million a week net revenue to the um, state off the oil production that's going on there. I have a friend that just moved to North Dakota a few, well, it's been a couple months ago, and He's making unbelievable money driving a truck. And like the other day, he called me and said, you wouldn't believe this. The the roads are icy. They didn't want us driving our trucks back to the lot. These are oil trucks. And he goes, so they sent a bus to get us with chains. And he goes, and they handed us all $25 because we had to wait. Sure. And he said, they get full medical, 100% paid full medical. And the... And that's for them and their family, plus their housing is provided. And he said that, that McDonald's has closed up there, two of them, because they can't afford to pay people to work because you can make so much money working somewhere in the oil industry there. He was saying that Walmart in town, in this deserted town he's in, Walmart's still thriving, but they start you out at fifteen fifty an hour for, for anybody. So if you could stand being away from your family a while, you could move out there, make a bunch of money, get a hot dog cart. <laughs> I, I can tell you a good place to get one. Well, that's, uh, like here, we did that in Marcella Shale. You know, they're, they're fracking for shale or whatever. Right. We, we got a call from them like a year ago, but it was just too far for me to go. They wanted breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, if you could take a truck like what I'm using now and go to a place like that, man, you'd probably make a killing. Well, they, they, he told me he has to drive almost 40 minutes to get a fast food meal because none of the fast food places are open anymore because they can't keep employees. All the employees are going into the oil industry. So North Dakota must be kicking butt. They promised him six years of full-time employment. Wow. The other day, the, it, the weather got really bad, which it has to be really bad for them to shut it off in North Dakota. But the winds picked up and stuff, and they said, y'all going home? And he said, well, can I stay? Um, it was only like 10 in the morning. He goes, can I stay? I really need the money. Can I just, you know, I'll do something in the office. He goes, no, no, no. What I mean is you still get paid. Um, you're just going home. And he, <laughs> he said, you don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> 
See you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it could be a means to an end for somebody. So I thought I'd mention it. I don't know what company it is. Um, I, I'm sure I could find out, but I don't want to be deluged with that question. Um, I would. I know you can find out through the oil companies. He's he's working through a company with Hess, Hess Oil. So either way, if um, I want to talk about something tonight that um, and and I'm gonna try to create a topic each week that we do this, and I, I don't know how effective I'll be. You know, right at the beginning of the year, you know, you always have these fantastic goals and stuff and plans, and then um, about three weeks into it. Um, Best plans of mice and men. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, well, before before I go on to what we're going to talk about, um, I, I do want to talk about catering, but I wanted to ask, um, Corey, what what new or what do you have planned for this new year? Anything different? Oh yeah, looking at maybe uh, sometime coming up, uh, start doing a Saturday deal, which we have never been doing. So we've done it on especially dance and stuff. Um, I like it. But yeah, yeah. So we're we're looking at maybe doing that, and uh, and like I said before uh, before the new year and stuff, we're looking at maybe doing a delivery over lunch hour and stuff like that too. So we'll just have to see how all of that works out. Wow. Um, that That's pretty interesting that, I mean, you're already doing five days a week, so um, you're going to go into Jason's plan where you don't sleep and just <laughs> look at my eyes. <laughs> I am future. <laughs> I might get a food truck with a snowplow on it for the wintertime. That way I can just do double duty or something. It's crazy Dude, around here. New Year's Eve, I got home at 9.30. I got a shower, and I went to bed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And um, I got a Christmas card from um, Jason this year, and it, it is sexy as heck. Um, well, if you if you do this, it gets better looking. Watch this right. <laughs> it, it also doubles as road and deterrent for the basement. Oh my goodness! I want to. Well, what I want to talk about is is are you catering and are you using it? I talked to some vendors over this holiday period that are really um, raking it in, and they're doing it through catering. They got into the business thinking they were going to have a cart on the side of the road or in front of a business, and they ended up through hearing through on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. They heard about ways to make an income with catering, but they went above and beyond. Um, now, there's tons of them out there, but there's there's one gentleman that he is doing, um, and I don't know if he'd want me to tell you, but he's got different catering menus like Asian, Thai, um, barbecue. He's got different catering plans, and so if you go to his website, it looks like all these different packages prepackaged for you. So all you have to do is pick the package you want. He'll let you modify it however you want. And here's the benefit to catering. A lot of vendors get into this and think, well, they're only going to let me serve hot dogs. Using the word catering gets around a lot of that because you can you can show up and do burgers. You can show up and do um, about anything on the cart because it's a private event and, and you're just – you can supply what they need. Well, the it's going to open up doors, and 
one of the vendors I spoke with, he, he would not – I asked him um, directly and bluntly to please come on the show. He's the same one that has a fancy website, and he said, absolutely not. I don't want ever, somebody in my area finding out and trying to copy me. And I said, I understand that completely. Um, I said, what if we don't do the video, we just do audio? And he goes, I don't want to do it. You know, and and I understand he's worried that somebody he has found a way to make a big income, and he's doing these little catering jobs, and not just I, I'm not talking a thousand a week, I'm talking some weekends he'll pull in five, six, seven grand. He's taking alcohol. We knew that you know um what's his name um oh I can't think of it off the top of my head Pocono Pocono does um you know alcohol sometimes for some of his stuff. Well, you he got licensed to do it. This this guy did as well, and he is making a killing. And I talked to a lady out west who's doing the same thing, but she doesn't have the broad of a broad of a selection, but she still will do anything. And people are paying it because now they don't have to cook, they don't have to clean up, and it's worth it to a lot of these people that aren't struggling financially to just pay somebody $500 to show up for two hours. Oh, yeah. And they don't have to clean up. They don't have to worry about if the burgers are getting done or are they done or are they burned. Did we bring enough onions? Do we have enough ketchup? Did we bring enough buns? Did somebody bring the baked beans or the coleslaw or the baked beans hot enough? All those things. The vendor's providing and making a killing. And I never thought about it this way. We've talked about it, but I never thought about taking it to making a career out of it, and these people have and are. Pretty exciting. You got anything to say about that? I saw you nodding your head, Jason. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always good money in catering. I mean, you know, I always view the street vending and things like that as a, a means to the end to get the catering, whether it be corporate or private. And, uh, you know, I do that beer tasting and wineries. We get a lot of private events out of the wineries, but... You know, that's where you're making serious money, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm making good money at the ski resort, but where can these private parties and things like that for birthday parties? And, you know, where can you go for a two-hour service and pull in 600 bucks for exotic oh. hot dogs? Yeah. Not like you're supplying drinks. Well, it, what it does is even if you if you kept it minimal at first, that you can take stuff that you normally couldn't take. So you can have barbecue, and the, oh, yeah. the lady I talked to, she's doing a gob of barbecue, and and really her choices are any kind of hot dog and sausage, but she does a barbecue rig off of a big dog cart, and she's serving, she's just steaming it, keeping it hot, and she's serving fresh pulled, she said her and her husband pull every bit of it, and they were buying it, but it gets a lot of fat in it if you buy it. She said they started just um, buying it from a local barbecue restaurant in whole, um, whatever they're called. Butts. Yeah, butts. And they're, they're, they're kind of seasoned and smoked, but then she said they were pulling everything off and then mixing it with a, a light seasoning, and then you could still add more barbecue. And they're getting, on average... For a plate, and she said it's a big Kaiser roll, and they steam those, and and it's like eight fifty a plate. And she said I have less than two dollars in this, um, and 
She said, if I do a small event, I may have more money. She goes, but if I buy enough quantity, I'm about $2. Well, that's a big, a big income. Um, I talked to a vendor in California that's been struggling. Um, he decided to go unlicensed, and he put ads on Craigslist for catering. And at at my advice, I said, hey, why don't you you know try to pick up some parties and stuff like that? He's called me twice over the vacation. He's picked up four different jobs. He's tickled pink just because he was able to. Now, this guy doesn't. This guy has a homemade cart, and it, honestly, and I hope he's not listening. I don't want to offend him. It looks like a piece of shit. Um, but, but how can he be offended that? No, it does. It looks it looks raggly tagly. I mean, it's not like he built it. He it looked like. A bad tornado came through a junkyard, and that what was what left. It looks pretty rough. <laughs> and he, but he's he was broke, and I don't fault him because what he's doing is he's providing a good meal. He says he's real clean. He puts out. Um, I told him to put out that um, rolled fake grass and make it, make it look as pretty as possible. And I told him to cover up the sides of his cart as best he could. There's a hole in one side of the cart. A hole, and I he told him. Look, huh? Well, I told him just cover it up with a piece of paper, you know, or a poster or something. Fine. I said, as long as you're clean and everything looks clean, and the pans and utensils you're using are clean, you will make money. Well, he's done one of these jobs that he picked up four of, and he did a little over two hundred and fifty dollars. But he said he was only there for a little over an hour. Well, he's on cloud nine. He said that's more than he's made in the last six months. And I said, holy shit, how did you just make 250 in six months? He said, no, literally, we've been broke. We've been picking up cans, taking them to the aluminum recycling place. So I am impressed because this this guy is somebody that will be on the show eventually who who will will look up to. will go, holy cow, because he's he is not afraid to work. I mean – you know, with the catering, just off the big dog, big dog cart with the steam tables and things. I mean, you can do some of the same stuff that I'm doing that some of the best trucks in LA are doing. I mean, you got Roy Choi, you know, the original OG food truck guy from LA with Koji or Kogi, and um, you know, you you can do Kogi beef off there. You know, you cook off the short ribs, your commissary, pull it off the bone, chop it, throw it back on the grill, or recaramelize it make yourself an Asian slaw and throw it on four inch taco shells and two tacos is going for, you know, six bucks. Wow. Now, you're talking probably under a dollar in ingredients there, including the number two boat. Well, see yeah. that's that's big money for very little. A lot of this stuff, if you do it smartly there, like that lady with the barbecue, that's a lot of work, but a lot of the stuff, if you do it right, you're not going to have, it's not going to be labor intensive, you know. Like you're talking about using um, even whatever those uh, a burrito roll, whatever um, a tortilla, a shell. There's so many things. Um, this guy that I wanted, I, I begged to do this with me. He said that he's done salad events where they show up and do salad, and he kept. Bacon warm and cheese sauces warm, and he served them cheese sauces with with these dipping breads, and all from his cart. 
and he says, yeah, I have to have coolers and I have to have other stuff. But he goes, this, he goes, it's making big money. And I just think it would be awesome if, if we considered it as vendors, if you haven't considered it, if you're struggling, I know a vendor right now, he's a friend of mine and he's really struggled and, and he's not found the right location. He's not hit that nail on the head. And I mean, he's been at this over a year now, or yeah, about a year, and he he will make it because he he has that I ain't giving up attitude. But my point is, is with with this, with catering and and pretending or actually doing it as the full time job, that the hot dog cart on the side of the road or in front of the auto parts store is the part time stuff. And the catering is the full time. There are people out there that don't, you know, they they know they can call KFC and have it catered. They know they can call, you know, the barbecue place and have catering, or TGI Fridays even, or Outback Steakhouse cater, and they'll charge them twenty two dollars a person and and they'll cater it. But there, you're missing business. And and I've missed business because I didn't even consider this. I didn't consider it at all. I, Jason, I talked to a, another vendor over the holidays that is doing something similar to you. He heard about you on the show and at the ski slopes. They didn't have a ski slope, but this company comes into town every year and they put up a a snow sledding tubing thing where – where they just go off the edge of a hill, and it's real short. It's about um, 140 feet or something. It's short. And they tube, you know, they um, they have some kind of people mover, like a magic carpet, he called it, yep. that takes them up, and they carry their tube, and they get to the top, and they go down. And, and anyway, they don't have any food. They have porta-potties out there. And they have over 600 people every two hours, he told me. And I said... Um, I said, well, how's it going? And he goes, I'm feeding every bit of 600 people every two hours. He goes, it is crazy. He goes, and all I did is went up to the owner and asked them, hey, are you interested in having food? And they said, how much are you going to charge us to put food here? Because he knew it would help his business. I'm sure he'd come with some kind of arrangement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could, we could work something out. Um, and the bottom line is he's, he's obviously he didn't charge them, but he – he went after this, he set it up, and he's making money because he heard you talk about the ski slopes. I mean, there's, there's always, I mean, you know, I've had some issues since we started. The uh, pizza shop was supposed to be gone, or the cafeteria was supposed to be gone. They were evicted. They got an emergency injunction to uh, open back up two days before the mountain opened. And uh, they've since put in, I think it was 25 bogus calls against the three trucks with the health department. So Monday before New Year's Eve, this past Monday, we're opening the doors up with the trucks, getting ready to set up for the day, and we get a surprise health inspection. Oh, my gosh. 40 minutes. Couldn't sell anything. All three trucks passed. The only thing they got us on, my barbecue guy in his folder, and this isn't his fault, this is the health department's fault, they didn't have a copy of his truck registration. So oh. I ran inside, copied that, gave it to him. We're back in business. About 30 minutes later, my produce guy calls me and says that he's been delivering the guy that runs the cafeteria for years. He's been dealing with me for six years. 
but three other restaurants teamed up with this guy. And if he delivers to us being the mobile units, they won't buy from my produce guy. He said, but I'll deliver to your house. I said, no, that's okay. Well, what should I do with this order? I said, you can stick it up your tail for all I care. I'm done. Right. So I got a new produce guy. The owner of the mountains restaurant was also serviced by the same produce guy. No longer. That was a big money account. So, you know, there's challenges, but you just gotta, you just gotta keep after it, man. You know, if you don't have a ski resort like this guy, look, look what he found, you know? Right. I'm impressed. That's, um, that's fantastic that you, um, that one, you passed it, especially three trucks there and, You've got your new truck running, and then then you've got your other two. And uh, I are, do you think that they're going to lose this and they'll go away soon? The court hearing at the end of the month, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose. They lost on the liquor control hearing. Um, the resort's owner basically said to them, to, to have this liquor license, you have to be a resort owner. Right. Basically put them on the stand and said, so how long have you owned a ski resort? And their answer was, we don't own a ski resort. And it was, well, nothing further, Your Honor. <laughs> so that was upheld. Now it's just a matter of, I guess, the eviction hearing. Right. So, but, I mean, you know what? I, I just I don't even worry about them. I enjoy toying with them. You know, I see them there in the morning, and I'm just as happy as can be. And wave to them. <laughs> oh, wow, it's a beautiful day. We're getting snow. This is going to be an awesome day. You know, have a good morning, guys. You know what? It's a good problem to have, though, to have three trucks at one location. Well, I mean, only two are mine. One's one of my guys on my commissary, my barbecue guys. Right, uh, right. But still, it's still a, it's still an amazing thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy for you. I hope you rake it in and you can take some time off this summer. Well, um, you know, like what that girl was saying about, you know, she's going to another shop. I mean, this is why, you know, having the commissary, that was my ultimate design is to get, you know, a couple more guys so that we right. can bounce jobs back and forth off each other. But, like, if I need barbecue, I call him, and I got barbecue at cost. You know, we've also teamed up on some jobs where he used my truck and his food for a job because it was cold. So, you know, I mean, I'd rather have three or four good guys out of the commissary that I know I can trust. And if I send them out to do Ben's job or Corey's job, I don't have to worry about it. Right. You know, than having some Yahoo show up at the bends and change the price last minute and basically hold you hostage, put out a poor product, you know. Uh, so, you know, for me, that that's, you know, the ultimate goal in, like, springtime. You know, Corey's talking about Saturdays. You know, we're, we're working on a whole bunch of industrial parks. We're going to take a group that's in the commissary, and we're just going to start, you know, a rotation through these industrial parks. We have a couple of hospitals that want us now and things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's literally, you know, we're doing some late night stuff. We're doing some daytime stuff. And, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to add more employees and more indigestion and less sleep. Less sleep. Try and get Corey to move up here and get Brian Shores to come over. Yeah, I, I was hoping we'd hear from Brian tonight. We'll be right back, folks. What? Breaking my chops about no uh, Christmas card. I told my pocket secretary. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, folks. Hot Dog Saved My Life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. 
Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Benscarts.com forward slash book. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. This is Slick Willie Johnson from New York, and you'll be grooving live with the Hot Dog Answer Man on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben. Well, I'm. Do what? Where's he been? Um, you know what? I haven't heard from Rob. I haven't heard from him a bit. Um, well, who we're talking about? If you're listening, we're we're talking about Rob Harper. He's the the creator for our our brilliant commercials. Makes it's the most professional part of the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um I'm excited this year. We have um, I get requests almost weekly during the busy season. Um, for people to come watch me, you know, run my cart, I used to do it and I quit doing it because it's a big pain in the ass. Um, because then you get 500 questions, the same questions every time. And they can avoid that by watching a video or getting one of our courses or watching any of the free videos online. But I am going to try to put together this year a, an event that I do and I invite some people and we can all do it. I'm going to try to put together something, and so that's coming. I do want to talk to um, Mr. Griffin. We've got him live on the line. Uh, Mr. Griffin, how are you doing tonight? Great. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing fantastic. I'm going to change your volume a little bit, adjust it. Um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's coming through real um, garbled up. How Do you do you hear that okay, Corey? Yeah, it's a little loud on my side. Little I, I just turned it down a little bit, um, and maybe maybe it'll be better this time. Um, anyway, Mr. Griffin, tell us, um, you're in Texas, right? Yeah, San Antonio, Texas. Okay, and you're... That's why it's so big. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's Everything it. bigger in Texas. <laughs> 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 well, tell us what um, what's going on. You said you've run into some troubles out there. Well, there's some issues. Um, one of the things I wasn't expecting when I, I got the big dog cart, and uh, I researched all the health department regs, no problem. Uh, however, when I went, I got hit by the health department, and they were great. They said, yeah, this is fantastic. Then I turned around, and I had two firemen, and they crawled all over that big dog cart, and they failed it because of the... Uh, uh, propane lines. They said, uh, no, you got to have 350 PSI lines. I'm like, holy crap, I'm not running a turbo jet. <laughs> so I had space or something. Yeah, I, I just replaced everything. So, you know, it's, it's just something like I never had any idea that he'd come up. They wanted 350 PSI propane lines. Yeah. Man, what's a, what's a, Home gas tank run. It doesn't even run that many PSI. I don't even think it gets into double digits, does it? Uh, two to five, I think, something like that for propane. No, the you the the federal standard on the regulator 
um, is, is less than 15. Right. Um, and so even if you put a 20-pound a line, which I don't even know if they make, the regulator isn't going to let anything through larger than I think it is 15, the federal law states. So right. the regulators are, you know, UL and Six Ways to Sunday fire code for the, for the nation. So that's crazy. Yeah, those, those jockeys are sucking a little too much smoke on the last job. Well, it's, it's one of those things where they're just their existence. You know, that, like I said, I had two firemen crawling around on my rig, and uh, they weren't doing nothing else. They were, they were sucking up coffee and donuts there at the health department, you know. So, uh, you know. Did you ask to see that in uh, an SOP? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in writing. It's really? in writing. Wow. Wow. That's the first I've heard of that. Um, because most, most of these, you know, they're, they're the flex lines and I, I don't know the PSI rating, but it's, you know, it's 40 times at least more than the, the regulation for the regulator. Right. But it had to go. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, you know, I went down to my propane depot guy, uh, and, uh, he hooked me up pretty good. It, it's still, you know, it cost a couple of hundred. So what's the what? How's business going? Have you started yet, or is it warm enough in Texas to get started? It's still pretty chilly. You know, we we've had some unseasonably uh, cool weather down here. Uh, one of the things I'm having a problem with is that uh, I don't have a normal situation. I'm working full time with the VA, and I work before a midnight shift, which really kind of screws me with my available time and and finding locations and everything. Uh, I was working uh, a bar closing hours, you know, from about 11.30 to 2.30 or 3. Right. But I was going head-to-head with a taco trailer that had been there three to four years. Right. And they put me off to the side, to the off side, so I wasn't getting it. I, w- I was losing money every night, you know. Yeah, uh, Not work. much, five to ten bucks. And it was one of those deals where uh, I wasn't paying rent. But I was feeding the employees, you know. Wow. So, so yeah, but that that's not good enough. Um, what what is your plan going forward then? If 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 that bar type won't work, have you considered doing like a an eleven to one or eleven to two lunch gig? Okay. I'm setting up between the VA hospital and the university hospital on the at the crosswalk. Okay. From eleven to one thirty. You might be able to find somebody young entrepreneur type who who doesn't have the money for a cart, but may be able to you teach them where to go and how to set up so that you could kind of um, you know give them a flat fee or let them work on a commission basis so that you can try some other locations and without having to kill yourself with the full time job. I'll start on that hospital. I'd suggest being open by ten. Set up at 9:30. Be you know ready to serve by 10 because you're also going to have people come off night shift. The problem is though that's going to make a long day. You figure if he yeah, starts yeah. at you know he'd have to be up at seven to prep for that to be there at nine or ten and then then you get off at midnight and not everybody can live off sleep you know without sleep, Jason. Yeah, sleep's overrated, man. I did that while I was in the army. I don't do that no more. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a supervisor to boot, so, you know, my four to midnight shift is actually more like 3 to 12.30 to 1. Right, right. So it's uh, come early and leave late. Right. Yeah, that doesn't leave much time for sleep and prep. Um, right. That's why I would consider, you know, picking a day or two days and working on finding locations, keeping good records, and then slowly integrate an employee that you feel comfortable with. And and if you do a profit-sharing type of employee, you end up with somebody that treats it like their business instead of somebody who's just working, you know, waiting for the 12 o'clock button. You could also use that technique you and I talk about interviewing people. You know, me, I like coaching people from Dunkin' Donuts or... You know, we have a company up here called Lala. It's like a 7-Eleven, basically. And that's where I got my latest guy. But you go to your favorite coffee spot every day, and I'm seeing Corey every day. I see how he's dressed. I see how he handles customers, how he handles money. I mean, dude, that's the best job interview you could have. Right. You have a natural environment working. That's a good idea. If you're going to with the customers, obviously I'm not going to. Pursue it, but you know, think about the people you run into: your dry cleaner, grocery store checkout clerk, gas station. Well, one of the advantages I've got, uh, my advantage is that I've got a full-time job, and I'm well, I'm working towards my retirement. I'm okay. going to retire in two to three years. I'll have my cart paid off. I'll have some locations really working by then, so I'll be able to do a smooth transition. Right. Uh, a lot of the locations here, I'll tell you, there's there's more than just a fire department fighting you here. Uh, you've got the food restrictions like everybody else does. You know, uh, only uh, non-potentially hazardous food, so there's no uh, technically not supposed to have any real chili. You've got a uh, uh, can't do anything. You know, can't do Sonora dogs because you can't do bacon. Technically, but we've got so many unlicensed illegal. Trailers and trucks running around here. You you wouldn't believe it. And uh, you, guys, you guys have a lot of taquerias and stuff, man. Right. There's so many burritos and tacos being sold in San Antonio. You wouldn't believe it, man. There's a reason we were the number one obese city in, in the U.S. for a while. So, <laughs> but uh, we've got, but we've only got like five health department inspectors that run from San Antonio all the way to the border. You know. So I'm like. If you run at night, you're, you're you're good. If you run during the day, you might run into one of them. You know. Wow. Uh, uh, you always just uh, do your chili without beans, and then say it's uh, what's that sauce bag, that vegetarian one? Yeah, the the chili, uh, man. chili man's. Yeah, I was thinking about buying a can of that. Have that sitting in your cooler and make your own chili like I do. Yeah, just keep an empty can sitting there, saying, "Yeah, I just opened it up right here." Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be the wiser to that, and and yeah. you're not going to hurt anybody by doing that. Um, I don't have any moral issue with doing stuff like that that isn't going to hurt anyone. Um, I, I run the I run the Libby Chili from uh, Restaurant Depot, the chili hot dog sauce. Yeah. From Libby, it's great. Uh, I pull out a third of the can for each one. I freeze the rest of it, you know, and I once I'm done, it, it goes out with a pan saver. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it either. You know, if, if they cite me for it, fine. You know, they got to find me first. Right. Some of the other things I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on and incorporate, and like I said, you know, I've got limited time resources also, is uh, I'm trying to incorporate the Twitter, Facebook, and website. 
right. And uh, I wondered if any of y'all had any uh, suggestions on that. Well, that's an easy one to cut down on time. There's an app called Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. It's a free app for Android and iPhone. It allows you to sign into Facebook and Twitter, and then you can update and schedule weeks out. You can schedule the date, the time, add pictures, short links, everything. And uh, it's nice because I, I do it 8.55 every morning. And uh, well, I do it a couple days before, but my stuff comes out 8.55 every morning. Menu updates, location updates, anything like that, it's always in there. Cool, cool. It's food sweet, huh? Now, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, the icons like this little owl. Were you trying to um, – are you are you talking about having trouble getting Twitter and Facebook onto your website? No, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm, – I'm, I'm working on it right now. Okay. I uh, wondered if you had any specific uh, suggestions. Yeah, that's a that's that's one that will take a lot of the load off of you, so that you can you can you know have one day a week or one day every two weeks that you do your social media stuff and schedule it out. Um, it doesn't have to be scheduled, um, but it can be, and that'll make life easier on you. Plus, just built into Twitter is an automatic Facebook link, which means anything you post on Twitter would go over to your Facebook page. And yeah, then, be careful with that because then it becomes redundant. Yeah, it does become redundant, and it um, it people are are wise to it now. So if you're not posting a lot, then it's okay. But if you're tweeting a lot, you don't want it automatically going to Facebook. It'll upset customers by jamming up their inbox. Right. Yeah. Might be line eight fifty-five in the morning. It's early. They see it when they get up, get on at work, checking their. You know, drinking a coffee, checking Facebook, down in their two liter of Diet Pepsi, you know, <laughs> like that first cigarette. <laughs> well, um, I didn't, um, was that it? Was that it, um, Mr. Griffin? Did you have anything else that you wanted to, um, us to try to answer? No, uh, you know, I think, I, I think I've got a good run at it. I do a special, uh, I'm running a basic all beef dogs from Costco, the Kirkland Signature. They do great. Everybody loves them. I do dirty dogs. You know, uh, I got a mixture of uh, beef bouillon powder and garlic and onion powder that that really works good with that. Uh, and I sell those for three bucks, and no one bitches about that. Well, good. Um, I also sell Guinness beer brats, and those are those are great. And I, I get four and a half of those, and everybody's happy with that price. Uh, I do uh, sauerkraut. I do the coconut onions. I do uh, a special curry sauce that everybody likes. Uh, if anyone's been to Germany, you know, it's a, like a currywurst sauce. Right. And it's, it really does well. I uh, sell chips for a buck and a buck for uh, sodas. So uh, I'm getting a decent decent price point. I just got to find a good location and run it. Well, yeah, good. When you find a location, don't stop looking for others. I think that's where a lot of guys get hung up. And, uh, you know, you yeah. always need a backup location or two or three. Well, I get the calls like that where they say, you know, I just lost my location. I'm never going to be able to find a location like that one. Well, no, that's not true. 
you know, it's like um, having a girlfriend. You you think just because she broke up with you, you ain't going to find one like her or better. I promise you will. I've been happily married three times, and they just keep getting better. Well, I um I I wanted to catch everybody up on some things that we're doing. Uh, if you didn't go to the blog over the holidays, you you need to check out learnhotdogs.com. We I updated it. In fact, it's the most recent article I do believe. There's a special on the A to Z course. It's just for the month of January. Um, I am coming out with new videos. I've been working on those. I shared that with Jason um, prior to the holidays that I'm trying to create new updated training videos and and make them shorter but categorize them. So if you're having a problem getting a commissary or if you're trying to find chili or if you're trying to find a license for this, it will be separate videos that walk you through those things instead of a 30-minute video with nine different topics. And so you won't have to plunder through it. Um, I get so paid good for doing this. It's kind of the kind of money Corey and, and Jason get for coming on the show and helping out. Is um, It's real good money. <laughs> Hopefully we're building brownie points. But it was a goal, it was a goal of mine, and, and so I'm, I am working on getting that done. There's also something else that I'm not going to tell you the whole thing but there is going to be a, a game-changer deal coming up soon that is being done now. It's almost completed. You'll see it. If you subscribe to the newsletter or on the blog, you're going to see it. So I'd stay informed by subscribing to the LearnHotDogs.com newsletter. It only comes out once a week, maybe once every two weeks is typical, just because I'm lazy and I don't have Hootsuite for my <laughs> – from my blog, um, so so that those things are coming. Um, this is, you know, we've got a new year starting. We're going to have a lot of new vendors calling in with questions and stuff. Hopefully, I'll have more of these videos done, and and we can refer them over. I welcome your questions. We all do because there's there's new information coming all the time. Some of the biggest headache questions I get. Every year is where there's state restrictions, and that's why catering can be your solution. We talked about using the word catering just to help you get around or a loophole. It can actually be a huge benefit because as a caterer, you can you can cook, make money, um, and make big money from your cart because now you don't have that. You know, we've all tried to escape that, um, what is it called? Um, that preconceived notion that hot dog vendors are, you know, they see a movie and they see a nasty hot dog vendor in New York City or something, and it's not that way. For the most part, most people are clean, well-kept, courteous, and they provide a superior product to anything you're going to find at your run-of-the-mill fast food places. It's going to be far better than that. It'll be equal to that of a restaurant. So... You can change those things. You can get around these with these loopholes, like with catering. And catering could be your ticket to to fame and fortune. So I hope that um, you'll consider it. 
Um, if you're listening, then then it may it may be something that you go, oh, my city is so strict, I can't even vend here. I didn't know I could couldn't vend. I built a cart or I bought a cart used or whatever. You, yes, you can. You can cater, and then you can work on fighting the restrictive laws that are illegal. By the way, so and we'll get over more of that, but I do want to encourage you to look into catering. Oh, well, remember we talked about the offsite catering. You know, yeah. that's a huge untapped market that a lot of people don't think about. You know, Super Bowl is coming up. Offer your customers a doggy bag. You know, you don't have to heat it. Just everything they need. You know, doggies, dog and roll, their favorite hot sauce. Right. That, the chips they want, put it all together in a nice little bag. You know, pick up, you know, the morning of or the morning before with instructions on what to do. Boom. And we have vendors that are doing that. We have some vendors that are that are making their own red sauce or they're making their own chili, and their customers like it. And so they sell that in the quart jar. We talked to a vendor last year that was selling their chili in quart jars, mason jars. Well, those are things they're not going to buy it every day, but it puts this word out that you have something no one else has. They're not going to go buy Castleberry's chili you know, or chili fake sauce from the grocery store. They're going to call you and say, hey, I need four quarts for a party. So this off-site catering is great. There's also, you know, we talked about one time, Jay Corey, we talked about um, the the drop-off system, the drop-off service. And right. that, In fact, we just had that right before, uh, before Christmas. We had uh, Chartwell's as one of the uh, main food uh, handlers for the university, and they also do uh, the private Catholic school in town. Well, over over the Christmas break and everything, they're they're closed down too because the university's gone. And and uh, and so the the Catholic school called us up and, and asked us if we could uh, cater hot dogs to them uh, for one of the days. And and uh, we said, sure, that's that's no problem. So we you know we dropped off a, a couple hundred hot dogs, you know, about 10:30 in the morning uh, to the Catholic school here in town and and uh, had. Had uh, ketchup and mustard and relish and and dogs and buns already and just dropped them off to them and back to business, you know. Wow. Is this just individual serving uh, packets or what? Uh, no, we actually we just went out and bought some bottles of Heinz ketchup and some mustard and some squeeze bottles of, of relish and and just all self easy self serve stuff for them and and uh, had some of the the aluminum foil pans with the lids that, that wrap on there and, and we just uh, filled them up and, and uh, had our, in our bakery, we had them do extra buns for us because we do the fresh baked buns. And, and uh, we just, uh, as we were setting up that morning, we just went in a little bit earlier and got things going and, and uh, got everything ready. And, and my wife just ran and, and delivered them across town. And, and I started serving our customers at our location. You know? So it was just, uh, it's kind of like a double business day that day, just because they knew we were, able to do that right i have a a vendor that i talked to this this well it's been about a week ago and he went to he he read one of the blog articles i did recently about um how to make an extra 10 percent on your purchases if you're if you're buying some things from the grocery store most of them will give you a discount if you will talk to them you need to go look at that blog article because you're missing you're leaving money on the table if you're not asking and what I the biggest thing here was is that he wanted fresh buns 
and the he went to get a discount because he was buying a fresh bun like Merida or one of those, you know, bunny or whatever from the grocery store. Well, when he was talking to the manager about a discount, the manager said, well, we have a bakery. How many are you going through? And the bakery, um, the, he said the bakery could do it. Well, the bottom line is, is he got the buns from the bakery, fresh baked buns. So now he's on Facebook and Twitter with fresh buns every day that he's getting from the bakery for about two-thirds the cost of the shelf buns, and he never has to worry about them going bad. They're baked that day. And so he's there's things like that you can do that make your cart and your business stand out. I know that we have a caller, and I'm going to go ahead and take this. I know we're about out of time, but... Um, Caller, um, I, I can't see your number. It's blocked, so um, hopefully you're not a mean, angry person. Um, otherwise, I'll hang up on you and play some funny music. <clears throat> you're live on, on air on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, I just had a question for you. So when you're going to purchase a cart, if your city only requires one sink, yep. um, is it a good idea to go ahead and get you know get one of your carts with four sinks just so that you have it later, or are you asking no. for trouble? No. I, if, if my city said, like my sister is in Florida and she needed a cart, well, Florida only wants one sink. You can't even have more than one, um, or they want to prove you in most counties, and the state law says you can't have more than one. But let's assume the state said, yes, you could have more than one. I had... I would advise just getting what you need unless you're going to use them because the one sink is actually functional. Four sinks on the cart, they're little bitty sinks. They're five by six inches. And so they'll wash a ladle. They'll wash your tongs. But they're not, I mean, it, it's a pain. Who's going to put rinse and, or wash, rinse, and sanitize in all the, those three little bitty sinks? It, it dumbfounds me that some states require it. So... If I was you, I'd go with one sink. How'd you like that for a short answer? <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, well, I just because I read on your site that a couple of you know, places require the four. Gave me a waiver. I will, you know, if you ever decided to move. Plexiglass and screw into that countertop. I I believe it or not, I hate to do this to you, but the 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 person on the phone, um, they were talking at the same time you were, so I, I couldn't hear anything. So I missed both of you. Jason, go first and, and add to that, and then we'll go back to the caller and see what um, he, had, he had added. Well, the way, the way these health departments change their mind, I mean, my trailer is a perfect example. You know, the sinks were okay. Pre-inspection, come in for final inspection. Now they're too small. Right. It's like, well, wait a minute. A week ago you approved them. Now they're too small, and you want to give me a waiver, but you want me to cover them with plexi and screw them to a stainless steel countertop. Right. Yeah. The Why well, I I had two issues here though. I one was they told me that um, uh, you know they wouldn't rep- approve the cart unless it was the uh, uh, NF. What is that? N- NSF. NSF, right? So, so I actually had them go to your website and read that letter, and then you know on NSF, and then they huddled up, and then they came back over to me and said, "Yeah, his carts are approved." And then the second thing they told me though was because the sink is on the same level as the uh, steamers right that i will have to have a plate between the sink and the steamers a plate like a splash guard right right because of cross-contamination right um you could you could 
you could either do the flip top um, or a roll top, depending on which cart you're talking about or the size well, of the I'm going to do the big dog cart with the barbecue grill and the flip top. Yeah, you could do the flip top or you could put a piece of plexiglass in between them and, and, and solve it that way. The flip top, though, is handy as hell. I mean, it flips up halfway so you can prep on it. Mm-hmm. I love it. you more room, more useful space. Yeah. It's like having a second. It's a two-story hot dog cart at that point. Yep. Right. And and we don't even charge extra for two-story hot dog carts. We could get double. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're impressive-looking carts, I'll tell you that. I've looked well, at a I lot think, of them. I think that will solve it. Um, with them, have you have you presented that back to them now? The flip top. Um, you know they they looked at the cart and because of how it's shown on your site, you know you actually show it with the flip top on it. Right. They just actually assumed I was going to get that. Oh, I got you. I got you. The um, yeah, it, it shows multiple ways on there, and if you download the brochure, it shows it. I I don't even know if the flip top is shown on the brochure, but. Um, either way, um, you just want to make sure they're covered. But I'm glad that they caved on this NSF. That's the that's one of the easier caves I've seen. Um, North Carolina, which we have we have over 400 customers in North Carolina, but they they um, I, I know the 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 director for the health department for the state personally. I can call his personal cell phone and go, hey. Uh, they're doing the same crap again. This vendor in so and so county, or this you know this health department um, inspector in such and such county, just said that they had to have an NSF cart, and he'll go, "I'll call them, don't worry." And well, I'm but, here. I'm here in Denver, and they don't. They, they allow no roaming. Well, you know what that. You sent me some stuff. I, if if I'm yeah, talking to the same person I emailed, that yep. blows my mind. That's new stuff. And what I'd like to find out, and I'm going to try to get him on the show again because it's been over a year. But have Biker Jim get back on because Biker Jim has multiple carts in the city. It seems odd to me that they are not allowing roaming. It will be if as soon as somebody does it, contacts the Institute for Justice. I believe that that's going to violate. Um, laws, because by being mobile means you're mobile. It's the essence of the word. Well, and, and they don't allow a cart to have a mobile license. They want what? Uh, they don't. I don't get a mobile license. I get a stand-up license. Do, how do you? How do you? How do you get a mobile license? Uh, you have to have a truck. Now, see, you can't. They can't discriminate. They said that uh, truck is a mobile license and carts, um, hot dog cart, all hot dog push carts are stand-up licenses. That's a scam. And if you'll contact the Institute for Justice, I believe that they'll take after it, and you won't have to. I mean, Institute for Justice is paid for by donations. So See, what they do is they tell you to pick a spot, and you pay, I think it is, 250 bucks for a permit for that spot. Yeah, and if that's a crappy spot... You're more than welcome to move to another spot, but you got to pay another 250 to move. So you either, you know, just lost 250, or you have two spots, or you wait it out and then go get a different spot. So they've they've really made it tough. Let me give you some advice. Uh, if you were on if you were on here before, you heard me talk about catering. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's the first thing I'd do. The second thing I would do is is I would contact the Institute for Justice and say, listen, I'm in this city and town. Here's what they're saying. Here's a copy of their laws, their new codes. They will not let me move. Here's the dilemma it causes. They will tell them, say, listen, I know y'all are backlogged with complaints. Could you give me talking points because I'm going to go to a city council meeting, and I would like to present them with your letter and your argument that this is unconstitutional, and they'll probably jump right on it because they already are swamped with complaints. And they go after them, but you may be six months down the road. You may be two years down the road. So you, it may behoove you to contact them and go, listen, I'm going to attack this with reason and give them the reasons that this violates my rights. In a city council meeting, they may take it to their city attorney and go, yeah, they're, they're going to win this. And if we prevent this guy um, from working the way we should for two years and it delays it, then he can he can – Seek claims and damages for two years. Yeah. Loss of income, loss of potential income. Um, and I've seen cities cave. The right. the Institute for Justice actually has a PDF form that you can download that talks about the benefits of street food vending and the statistics on street food vending and making areas safer. There there's real demonstrable evidence. Plus, they give a good case for the fact that, listen, we'll sue you if you violate a citizen's rights. And in your Bill of Rights, you have a right to work, and you can't have that hampered. And if a city is doing this, this is just a means to curtail vendors. It's just it's just a way for them to cut down. Ben, he's in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Denver, Colorado. Sure, we even... Uh, how come car came with Oh, I, I can tell you, if I'd have known they were going to legalize weed for recreational use, I'd have opened a dispensary months ago, and I'd have been waiting. No, 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 no. no you don't want a dispensary. Here's what you want to do. Any of you guys in our state where legal, that's weed going legal, don't apply for a dispensary. Apply to be the food manufacturer and distributor of all the lines, like soda, Cookies, brownies, things like that. Supply the dispensary. Well, they actually well, granted, I think it was 28 licenses here for all of it. Well, and, did you and, see the news? National news. They said they sold out. Right, and a lot of those licenses they granted were actually food vendors that are making brownies and cookies with the stuff that they're going to sell, because they're saying that's oh, where the real money's going to be. This is no shit, and you'll probably laugh, but you know I married a hillbilly. And and my my wife, when she heard uh, it was on the first of the year, the first day of the year that Colorado said, okay, now you can get your marijuana. Um, my wife goes, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Um, she goes, yeah. oh my gosh, she she has um, chronic pain. Um, from a disease in her feet, and that what she calls you now? Yeah, I'm that. Yeah, and I'm well, the they said a ounce, qu- not the feet. A quarter of an ounce of marijuana is about four hundred dollars by the time they got through taxing it. Wow. Yeah. A quarter of an ounce. Yeah. And they sold out. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my! So goodness. I mean, you know, all all they're doing is putting people on. You know, you're going to go buy it on the street before you're going to pay that kind of money. Or you know, if you're a real user, you know, a lot of these guys that were claiming they were marijuana users and stuff because of medical. You know, they're going to grow their own because now you can legally grow seven plants in every house in 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 Colorado. Legally grow seven plants in every house. As long as it's locked up. So you can grow it in your backyard as long as there's a fence around it with a lock on it. Oh, my goodness. I may lose my wife. I may actually lose my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Colorado on me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When I was out there the first time to teach wood fire cooking in, in uh, Boulder, I couldn't believe it, man. When they took me downtown to walk past these stores, and they had thongs and pipes. And, oh, yeah. No idea that it was even legal out there for medical. Yeah, my my daughter's in Oregon. It's it's medically, you know, you can get it medicinal purposes. But right. she's in college out there, and um, I don't know if she's discovered a new medical problem. But uh, I know that it's legal. <laughs> glaucoma. Yeah, twenty one. I got glaucoma. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you answering those questions for me. I'm sure I'll have a bunch more. If I do, I'll try to get you while you're working. Oh, it, it sounds good. I, I, I'm glad you called in. All these calls help the show, and, and you're welcome to call anytime. Well, I, I actually joined your militia thing last week, and then so I'm going to buy a cart next week. So, Well, fantastic. We'll, we'll get it done. Sounds good. I look forward to hearing how it goes for you. All righty. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we've um we've we've exhausted an hour. We're we're over six minutes now. And um I've had a good time. If Just send uh, Corey the bill for the uh, version of a deal. All right, I'll send I'll He's send working it. Saturday soon, so <laughs> has anybody heard from Flipper in the new year? I've not heard from him. Other than my text here about not sending them a Christmas card, I'll have to mail one out tomorrow. I'd like to hear from Bubba. I'd like to hear from um the Dad, Gilman. Rob. Well, Rob, but the gentleman. There's a gentleman in North Carolina, Ford. Um, last name Ford, Stuart Ford, that was calling in pretty often. And then there's the the gentleman that that used to call in all the time on the show. Um, we didn't hear from Michael Wood, the guy that smoked the cigar. Um. But I would love to hear from these people to see how they're doing. Hopefully, Michael's still, you know, above ground and kicking some butt. Not in Christ's shot or taste of what he We're We're supposed to have a snowstorm tonight. You are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're... we're not here with it yesterday and today. We're... We, I saw Corey's pictures. His place looks like mine now. We just got yeah, rid of snow I yesterday. I got food truck to pull up out here. We got a ski resort. Man, we had eight to ten fresh on the other day. Man, it was it was nice. That that uh negative two though, that's a little rough. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we we have another caller if y'all got time. Sure. Area code four hundred one. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Robin, hey guys, it's Freddie. I uh, got the King Kiosk recently from uh on the Black Friday special. How you doing? We're doing good. How are you? All right. I just thought I'd check in and say hey, and uh, totally excited about it. Um, and uh, I'm going to. I, I guess I did have a question too, Ben. I'm, I'm going to the uh, to get a health 
inspection tomorrow for the cart. I just want to make sure that they're. I know it's different for every state, but they generally don't like quiz you on uh, food state safety stuff, right? Like they're just no. going to inspect the cart and that's it. Yeah, they're just going to inspect the cart. My understanding, I've never heard of an experience where they did anything else. Okay, I, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Just last minute uh, concerns going through my mind here because I haven't. I'm going to get my food manager uh, cert, uh, cert, you know, certification, and haven't done it yet. And you know, it, it, like if they ask me about temperatures, I'm going to flop. So, no, they're they're not going to. If you just say 142, you'll probably be safe. Um, but you're, you're, <laughs> that's pretty much the the average in in the country. If you I mean, obviously, they, they may ask you, have you taken your food um, course yet? And you can say, no, I've got it scheduled or whatever it is. But um, they, I wouldn't worry about any kind of quiz. Okay. All right. I just don't know. I don't know if he'd be just casually firing questions at me to get a reading to see if I'm, no, no. you know, completely inept or incompetent. And, you know, I don't want him thinking I'm going to go out there and poison everybody. No, they they may ask you what PSI your gas lines are, but... <laughs> yeah. But they want, like, 320000 or something? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a million now. I think. I would have told those boys, you know, listen, man, you're taking that everything's bigger in Texas a little too far here, hose nozzle guy. <laughs> nozzle jockeys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. And then, oh, you know what? Would you recommend, uh, like, if I threw a Y splitter on one propane tank to take care of the griddle and the burners, I'm thinking I should probably just use two propane tanks so I don't lose pressure? You know, that is a question for Keith, and I am not positive. Um, but if you email Keith at benscarts.com, he'll tell you. He's the he's okay. the guru. I'm the I'm the guy that if something doesn't work, like um, about a week ago, I, my wife wanted hot dogs. I even posted it online. It was snowing outside. I posted it on Facebook, and I was doing um, hot dogs on, and it was like um, seven degrees outside, and she wanted them right. off the hot dog cart on the grill, and so I I went outside and I uncovered it and I'm cooking it, and I um my I wanted hot water, so I turned on my, you know, my hot water to wash my hands, and it didn't work. But you know who I called, right? I Is called Keith. Keith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and because I don't know what to do. Once something doesn't work, I call him. Right. Right. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I talked to him on the phone uh, about a week and a half ago. Turn, but, turns uh, out it was a switch I didn't turn on. And that was the dilemma. <laughs> I mean, it was one. Yeah, it was. It was. I just, I, what it was basically is I didn't have the battery connected. And my son at Christmas had gotten something and he needed batteries. So I robbed him out of the hot water heater. Well, I forgot. So when I turned on the hot water heater, it didn't run. And I couldn't figure right. it out. And I kept, Keith asked me, he goes, do you have, batteries in it well yes i've got batteries in it i'm telling you it's not coming on at all it's not even lighting up he goes check your battery thing and i said there's batteries in it well it turns out there wasn't a batteries in it <laughs> i said oh the phone's getting staticky and hung up 
Cool. Well, happy New Year, guys. Good to hear well, you happy- again. We've been, uh, me and my dad have been looking forward to getting on and listening to the the calls. So, thanks for well, everything. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and, and keep us informed. We want to see you um, succeed and make a lot of money in 2014. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. We'll see you later. All right, folks, we already lost Corey. Corey, did you dock him? Did you show that, Jason? That would be reflecting his permanent record. Good. And I, <laughs> I may withhold this week's check. Yeah, there will be some withholdings in his paycheck this week. <laughs> well, it was good seeing everybody. It was good being back on air. Um, I, I've enjoyed the time off, believe it or not. I've had all my kids in it different. They came in sporadically, so I even got to see two grandkids, and I had a blast. But um, I'm glad to be back to work. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Congratulations on your new facility. Well, thank you. Thank you. We, um, we're excited. We, it, it, this will be a slow process. Keith, Keith does these things, and Keith is a tight wad. And so it took us a year to find the right land that he could get a deal on. And so we got the land, and now um, we should start clearing within two months, he says. And building a building, a big building. We're going to be doing enclosed carts, even, you know, trailers. There you go. Right. So that's just so I can stop kicking your tail and telling you that, right? That's right. That's right. You've been telling me for a year and a half. <laughs> hey, one, one question I have for Jason. Yep. Go ahead. I've, I've been looking at that, and, and I'm pretty sure that later on I want a trailer. Yep. But. I'm kind of, I'm like, up in my head, I'm like, the problem with that is that it's easier to get a car in somewhere as opposed to a trailer. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, I haven't had any issues. I mean, my small trailer is 6 by 10 and um, most time I even leave my truck hooked up to it. So I'm either using that box truck or I used to use my excursion. So, you know, I've had no issues. Yeah. What, what what have you got in your trailer? You got a like a steam table, a grill, uh, a griddle. Yeah, when you come in the door, you come in the door basically driver's side front. There's two soda boxes, shelves up top. Looking straight ahead, you got the service counter. To the right, you got the start of the hot rail, which is a pan and a half. Then there's a uh, half pan direct fire space in that right-hand corner where I keep my rolls on a rack, and I got a 36-inch grill across the back, two meat lockers, and then my three-sink and my hand sink. No deep fryer? Nah, not in that one. Okay. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. what, having a deep fryer in a truck made me remember why I hate having fries on a truck, man. But, oh, for real. Well, you got to go with a with a, a vent and everything then, right? Yeah, you got to have oh, the sure, air handler. Yeah. yeah truck's got a vent and all that, but it's just, you know, everything stinks like oil, man. Yeah, yeah. I was out with my wife today, and I had on the sneakers that I was wearing in the truck yesterday. Yeah. And I kept smelling. We were out at Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, damn. You know, I'm like, I showered. I got clean clothes on. It was my sneakers. Yeah. I grew up in a truck stop. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that fryer oil smell is just no matter what you do. You can have the best hood system. I mean, I have three fans that are three speed off the back of that big truck. I mean, you know, that'll suck the hat off your head and still stink <laughs> like oil. 
Yeah. I mean, they say yeah. that's what had the vent. He came up the visit, took all the hair right off his head, <laughs> right out the back of the vent. Hey, Jason, I want to mention something before we go, because um, you're doing fried foods now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Cisco, or, um, well, Cisco's buying or bought out U.S. foods, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, vice versa. Well, one of the way or the other. Something happened, and now they're one. Um, they have um, shrimp, and I think it's the um, 40 count. Okay. Um, it's like 40 to 60 count. It's it's 40 yeah, to 60 to a pound, and they're they're peeled and um, split, okay. butterflied. Yep. I have a friend who has a truck, a stand-in truck. We build him, and he it's a big trailer not a truck but he he has three deep fryers in there and he does mostly fried foods and i told him i said listen i want you to try something because everybody does this wrong they overcook shrimp and they overbatter shrimp and and i'm going to share a secret um i grew up on the coast in florida and 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 if anybody knows how to cook shrimp it's my mamma and and the bottom line is is if you take those shrimp and thaw them out, and in a half-and-half half mixture of flour and cornmeal and salt and pepper, and shake them up and run them through a sieve or whatever so you beat the batter off of them. It's a dry batter, wet shrimp, dry batter. And and throw them in the heat, you know, about 3, I think 330, 340 on a deep fryer, They'll be done in less than two minutes. Most people cook them till they're freaking rubber. I promise you, you will open the doors to a whole new business. Um, he started doing this. This was back in August, maybe. And he was he started doing the shrimp, like I told him. And this is no joke. He He's doing over 50 pounds of shrimp a day. Okay. Um, and it's just this small little basket for 11 bucks, but you get about 20 shrimp. So a half a pound, roughly wet weight of shrimp. I, you could, you could make a killing at your place because it's something nobody's doing probably. And even if you did it one day a week and did a, a fried shrimp, but the trick is, is not to overcook them. You'll almost think they're not done, but shrimp don't take but about 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. And depending on how many you put it in at once, you know how deep fryer works. You oh, know, yeah. you may have to be in there two minutes, but the bottom line is you want them just barely tiny bit golden, and and you will have you will have something no one has. They'll go, oh, my gosh. And they'll taste like you just caught them and ate them. Okay, 40, 40 to 60 right now. What we call split backs up here that are deveined and ready to be peeled are six ninety five a pound right now. Well, that you want the you want the already peeled. Yeah, just they peel and butterfly. I would save a whole lot of time. Butterfly. Yeah, I don't know what they're running a pound um, now, um, but if if you can get those and try it, I think you'll be blown away. Um, it, it's freaking delicious. Um, seafood guy tomorrow. When I when I make shrimp for the kids, my kids just they want friends to come over. It's like eating gold. 
But well, I I enjoyed the show. I appreciate everybody being with us. Um, we'll be back next week. I like this nine o'clock time. What do you think, Jason? It works for me. All right. I want to kill myself to get home. Yeah. Um. Well, I hope y'all have a good evening, and we'll see have you next. Night. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. We'll see you next year. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Benscarts.com and the hot dog answer man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.